All right, first things first, this is not, what you're about to hear is not the It's All Over podcast, okay? This is Lunsford's, and you spell his name with a D in the middle, podcast, and it can't be good. It's, it's called The Music Draft. It's not, okay, it's actually pretty good. I did like it, but I don't want to say that because you know how he gets. I mean, his ego can get bigger than his belly, and that's insanity if you ask me. And this episode you're going to listen to, Matt and Devin are on. Apparently, they didn't want the best person to be on it. It seems like the first episode would involve somebody who is uh, charismatic and funny and handsome and uh, well-spoken. But apparently, they didn't you know, choose that guy. So it's going to be Aaron and Matt and Devin. Now, just so you know a little bit about this show, uh, this episode... They are drafting the best tooth and nail slash solid state songwriters. So they're going through picking the best songwriters and see who comes out on top. It's a pretty fun idea. I don't want to say this. It is a good podcast. You're going to listen to it and like it, but I want to say it sucks and Aaron sucks. Okay. Just to, I want to say both. Anyway, listeners can uh, also vote tomorrow in both the Emeryland and labeled Facebook communities and uh, see who was right and see what you think. And so just go ahead and listen to it. You're going to. I know it. and You're going to love it. And then everybody will go, why are you so mean to Aunt Lunsford? And I'm just going to be like, well, it's Lunsford. Who do you think of when you think of a great songwriter? John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan, the boss. Joni Mitchell, Tom Petty, Stevie Wonder, Taylor Swift. I love all those people, especially T-Swift. I like Shake It Off as much as any other Pushing 40 father of three. But we're going to talk about something as cool as Ryan Adams covering an entire Taylor Swift album. That's right. Mid-90s and 2000s Christian hardcore, punk, emo, and rock and roll bands. That's right. Buckle up. This is the Tooth and Nail Solid State Songwriters Draft. All right. Welcome to the first uh, music draft, we'll call it for now. Uh, we got Matt Carter and Devin Shelton from the uh, world famous Emory What's up? joining us. So What's we're, up? We're, we're figuring this out as we go. This is the first time we're doing it. Uh, I'll give a little background for why, where we got the idea and what it's kind of based off of. There's a really good movie podcast called The Big Picture. I've talked to Matt about it a bunch. And they, every once in a while, they do these movie drafts where they draft movies like they were drafting a fantasy football team, right? Mm -hmm. So they put all these rules like, okay, you got to draft an Oscar winner. You got to draft a, um, a drama. You got to draft a comedy. You got to draft an action movie. So it's really fun. You get to argue about movies and, pick your team and then you put it out into the world for people to vote. So we decided there's no reason we should not do that with music because that's what we know and can talk about uh, with some level of authority, I think. So that's what we're doing. Yep. Ready to do it. Y'all feel good about it? Y'all no, excited really. about this? No. Oh, way, excited. Way nervous. Way excited, nervous. But I'm not very confident at the moment. What are you not confident in? Tell me, where is your... Where's your heart? Well, I I feel confident in my own preferences, but I don't feel confident. I don't have a real strong strategy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'll be an interesting thing to see yeah. how. I, I'm really interested to see, because you could lose if you just only pick what you love, maybe. Right. Right? 
Or you could uh, be a, a, a shill to the masses and just pick. Yeah. Right? I I have no, I do not have the same pro- set of problems at all. I have, I, I made a, you know, I'm able to make a list and stuff, but it's just like that gravity of, it feels like it's too serious to have to choose. <laughs> like it's too, the stakes are feel too high just uh-huh. to even have the preferences. But in my mind, there's no doubt that my preferences are fat, facts that are right <laughs> for me and for everybody. Like I, yeah, and yeah. deep down, I, that is who I am. Deep down, I think that. Or that's how that's the way I am as a fan. Like deep down, I think I know the, the right answers. And anyway, but it's it's scary to make myself look at them or think about them or make the arguments. But I, you know, I got a list of nineteen people here that I really could make really good cases for. Really yeah. good cases. So we haven't said the the uh, topic we're doing tonight. So we are drafting tooth and nail solid state songwriters all time. Okay. So a song that is also a very interesting thing is what is a songwriter? If you just wrote lyrics, are you a songwriter? If you wrote the music, are you like how do you pick who means the most to you or what qualifies as a songwriter? Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, sometimes I was looking through some of the bands and I'm like, do I even know who wrote the songs for this band? Right. Like I'm, yeah. I want to tempt it because sometimes there's a singer who didn't even write lyrics or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's just a front yeah. man. So uh, that'll be interesting if you pick wrong and somebody, we put it out in the world and somebody's like, you fucking idiot. That person. <laughs> yeah, that person doesn't <laughs> he, write. He yeah, doesn't you could be mistaken, write. but it depends yeah. on the definition of songwriting. That's what a lot, like, I, I feel like we need to try to get, approach something that we can hold as the definition to collectively. Yeah. I mean, well, I think it feels like, mu- you know, music, the person who writes just music, for instance. Mm-hmm. But they write majority of the band's music. I mean, I think that's uh-huh. ser- like that's like you know top tier songwriter. If you write both music, if you write, lyrics, if you write both, and, that's pinnacle and melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, like, but what does it say that on the the ones that really come to me, some of them are not vocalists in any capacity. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, right. and I'm, you know what I mean. I, and that's I think that's very rare. But it really does say something special about. A something, but I don't know if it's. Mm-hmm. You could argue it's not songwriting, though. For it, I could see that question. Like, is that songwriting to write the music for something? I think it is. I think, but That's I what think I'm it, it it might I hold less weight. I feel like a phony weight. as a person doing that. Like, if I write all the music for a song, and then Toby writes the vocals and they're great or whatever, which is many of our songs, I still don't feel like I wrote the song. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like a songwriter in that scenario. Well, you take. I mean, back I do seat. though. I do feel like that though on another level but i don't feel that that's you know to consider that so that's a weird thing yeah I well it holds yeah go, go ahead Devin. No, well, i was just gonna go say ahead. you're my guest you uh you take a back seat to the lyricist i get that but i think people understand like a riff writer what goes for instance, into that is a songwriter and then a ri- yeah. like you get a riff and it turns into a song of a hardcore band and that person's a songwriter and they didn't even do any vocals they didn't even think about it or care that's songwriting that's the skill we're talking about yeah but think about I like think a hardcore or metal mm-hmm. band now you know the singer vocalist might write the lyrics yeah that could be the best writer and they have but, nothing to do all they do is yell but they're ultimately mm-hmm. just like a screaming over that you can't even understand over the music which is more the centerpiece yeah in a way right, right? so that's but, a I mean, little that, different that, 
But isn't a hardcore vocalist a little bit like a poet that you can't even understand what he's saying? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As a, like, is that a songwriter? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, like if, if you reduce it down in some way, but is that? But it is. It's like, oh, the lyrics here and the what the passion he's putting in his voice—that's songwriting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just in just yeah. the, just the scream track alone is songwriting, right? As a acapella track on the other side of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation. I think too, you just all right. What hold is more weight, like a Edge and Bono or Tom Petty? Tom Petty's just the guy all the way through, uh-huh. as opposed to okay, you got one guy that comes up with some guitar parts, another guy that does the lyrics yeah. or whatever. But so, if, but if you were picking, okay, like you cannot. It'd be a, t- a tough argument to put forward that Bono or the Edge on their own is a better right. songwriter than tom petty right. right so we mean something probably my guess is i mean that's just some outside things but my guess is it's more like that what tom petty's able to do that we're valuing correct i think that that to me that would be a higher value yeah but who knows it, it doesn't i don't think it disqualifies you to not be tom petty for sure there's I, something it, that seems like at the heart of it that's an authenticity part where it's a unique person mm-hmm. who can make us a unique set of things like that um like uh like i would say maybe you could you make the argument is like if you gave this person just one instrument one, zero or one instruments what they could make you feel with who they are that's like and they make something that you receive i know it's yeah. really abstract but it's like this person's voice and maybe one instrument you could compete on that level who would be able to yeah bring the most unique you know good energy that means something to make but or you know what i mean or is it about the song like the you know i I don't know (laughs) somewhere i know that's kind of abstract but that's the song ride something about it this this, uh topic is hard for me because i don't care about lyrics like at all and I don't even hardly know any lyrics. So I can, I but mean, you think you know I, who's a good I, songwriter still somehow. No, I do. I think that. But I, I know what feels good and I know what melody sounds right. good. And I'm not saying I don't know when somebody's... Actually, I don't... I think we've talked about this before in the uh, big show. I don't know what's a good lyric, really. Like, I don't even <laughs> know. I don't know how you classify yeah. a yeah, good okay. lyric. I don't. To me, they're all kind of ridiculous in some way but in the in the context of the song and the way they sound that's more of what i care about so it's like what how much a certain uh thing they can make affects you affects can have an effect on you or something Mm -hmm. like that right that's the measure of it like it's affecting me and that's real no matter what and whatever something about that but it's like the song is the the ability to get those songs somehow those sounds or record, you know, it's not recordings or anything. It's just the song. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we are pretty close on a the definition there. I mean, okay. it's going to really depend on what people value most. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how they're going to vote because, like, there's going to be a lot of people um, who value guitar playing and yeah. riffs and yeah. like someone like Matt, you know, who's written a bunch of Emery's music, but never written lyrics or anything. I mean, he's Obviously, Matt is a songwriter. Yeah, Matt's contributed a ton to Emory. And so, but he doesn't, like I said, he takes a back seat to me and Toby when we write lyrics and the melody and stuff. So, but I think some people <laughs> value that high, more, you know, they respect that even more so to some degree. So, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I don't think ultimately discussion is about those 
There, I mean, it's yeah. a cool for the fringe to, to better make it in there. But anyway, I think we are more after the, cl- you know, all the way to singer songwriter Bob Dylan, like who can craft a song, yeah. just whatever it is or something. And that I'll say that's really hard with Tooth and Nail Solid that's State because it's not. You know. It's so it's bands, it's a mm-hmm. band driven label. So you mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can't, you know, I'll go over the categories here in a minute, but you can't just stick to. It's not singer songwriter type genre. Like right, we're talking right. about rock and roll bands, hardcore yeah, bands, not the genre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're but, as broad as we can possibly be, but nonetheless. So you might people, say, you know, the clo- the closer you could pick to that person that is driving the ship all the way, right? The, the stronger argument you might have, but right, we'll have to see what the people say. I'm I'm actually really excited at the prospect of trashing on people that we know. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> <laughs> not it is kind of fun. not like intentionally, but. Yeah. You might have to argue against somebody that you know personally because we are drafting uh, tooth and nail solid state bands and we probably know half the people that are on the list yeah. that we're making. I bet Matt probably knows uh, 90% of them because uh, he's in Seattle and always just around everybody that comes through that that world. So Yeah, been. but I mean, to me, it's like the, the list is short at like 20 people that I think are heroes or something, though. Uh-huh. So it's not, there's no, there's no anybody that would be anywhere close to the list that that's all really positive stuff. That's a cool list. You know? Yeah, that's but I might I pick feel. somebody you think is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's true. Y'all might bring in some bullshit. That's what I'm no, saying. I don't, yeah. I've had to figure out how to react to it. Yeah, <laughs> right. okay. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm here to be honest as I can, but that's, yeah. what, that's what makes me nervous about it. Um. All right, well, so let's go over the categories and the rules of the draft. So uh, the rules of the draft, it's just like a fantasy sports draft. It's a snake, right? So first pick, second pick, or, you know, the, the order of the people, you know, uh, one, first pick, second pick, third pick, and then the third person picks again and it snakes yeah. back, right? right? So if you're third, you pick twice in a row, and then back to the first person, they pick twice in a row, and it goes back and forth hmm. until we have all the – the picks um ep releases only do not count as tooth and nail solid state artist for the purpose of this draft because i think that's LP just too it's got to be yeah. they released one full length i do not think an ep is big enough of a stamp to make on um the zeitgeist of tooth and nail to be pulling it which i know y'all are disappointed because we were talking about David Don before, yeah, which is just, yeah, it's just obviously going to be the first choice. Whoever got the first choice, probably. <laughs> yeah. You think he's? I, you think he's number one overall? That's. I mean, he's already. I, got sure. his, I mean, he's already like he's been the number first one artist named that. that I think artist he, just, you know. Yeah. If if you could include the EP and you could, what I think would be just not really uh, doesn't make sense because you right. don't think of him as a tooth and nail artist really at all. No. At all. No. I do. I do. You I do? just 100% do just because okay. it's easier for my mind. Yeah. I it just don't. makes the world make a little bit more sense to me. I don't associate him with a label <laughs> at all. I just associate yeah. him with a, a genre. Yeah. It's, it's like I mean, he's just a genre. That's what it feels like to me. It, I got you. You know. So, anyway, you had to release an LP. And the other interesting thing I've been thinking about, and I don't, there's nothing you can do about it. I don't think it means you can't consider what they may have done elsewhere. That's impossible to keep out of your mind. But mm-hmm. so it's not just like, what did they do on tooth and nail? But were they a bigger part of tooth and nail? You have to argue with yourself and people will judge. Were they important uh, enough okay. to tooth and yeah, nail? Yeah. yeah, Okay. To, to justify. And so uh, that'll be, in, there's a few people in here that I've written down that it, it could, you know, get weird because so much of their, uh, 
um, discography was elsewhere. So, um, but they're fair game if they released an LP. So, uh, so those are the rules and the categories are, and we kind of, I think we kind of struggled on this. I don't, Matt, I was surprised that Matt does not like genres, I guess. It's really, I really don't, I really don't like, that's what, I mean, all of this makes me super uncomfortable because it's like, <laughs> just like you are saying things out loud and labeling them in, in some official way. So you, this yeah. is when the, you start to pin down the genre or say, like, it just gets so squirrely for me there. But yeah. yes, I, I do think that's crazy. I mean, it is crazy. So okay. how could you say the genres? That's what nobody wants is a label. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to be in a thing. Like that's what that that's a, one of the values here to me. So it's like hard yeah. to do that to people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean that I think that's part of the fun of the draft is putting that restriction on yeah. you to yeah. have to assign that genre and then move on. You might yeah. leave somebody behind you really like like better than your other three yeah. picks. So yeah. it's not. This is you're drafting a team based on uh, parameters like like yep. you would a sport. You got to have yep. a QB. You got to have a center too. So yeah, to snap the ball. So uh, categories are emo slash punk, indie slash alt rock, hardcore slash metal, and then you get a wild card. So you can put anybody you want in the wild card, and there's no order for when to assign them. You just pick with each of your picks. You're choosing where to put them. So it's not like you have to pick emo punk first or something like that. So you just. But nobody can show up twice into the two different zones. Yeah. So if you let's uh, if you draft a songwriter, that's the other rule. You draft a songwriter. If you could argue that there are multiple songwriters in a band that they're in, that band is off the board. You cannot draft another person from that band. Okay. So Devin and Toby could not get drafted to okay. in this draft because Emery. Just one or the it, other. If if one of us drafted Devin, then Emery is now off the board. So. That's so funny. Two of Devin's four are Toby and Devin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I guess so. mine's out the window. Um, so I'm going to share my screen real quick if I'm able to. Let's see here. I have a randomizer that we're going to pick the order here. Uh, okay. We'll do it all transparent and shit. Um, Y'all see that? This randomizer? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I got our names here. I've tested it out. I promise it works. And I'm going to hit randomize list, and I'll scroll down, and we'll see the order. Boom. Devin, Aaron, Matt. I get that snake butt, Shine it upon me. Devin, Aaron. I don't know if that's good, though. I don't know if I'll. I get two picks, so if I can just get, if the first two go off and they don't bother me. I don't know how this works still, but I'm ready to go. However it goes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide it, and it'll be okay. And okay. I will, uh, I'm will. i keeping track of all the picks, too, so you don't even have to worry about none of okay. that. So, yeah, let's get in Are this. Are we going to talk about each genre? As we, in, or Is there any definition work on those genres? For, no, it's okay. up to you to defend. Okay. And we can do to, any genre in any pick, right? We're any not genre like, in any order, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, no. Just like a position. Just like yes. Oh, no. This is way too much. It's like okay, you, pick it, a, it. you can pick a quarterback or a defensive back first. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, Devin, you're up first. So, his, wait. So, he's just Devin's picking. Devin's up. He's picking a songwriter. Okay. <laughs> so, this is the number one pick. From, I mean, yeah, this is the, the number first, one pick. But y'all are going to think it's dumb. I don't want to do that. No, you so, got. So he gotta, has to go for the cap, the, his it. number one pick. Like, wow. That that, means, yeah, you got screwed that, on that. That strategy is different. I don't. Oh, 
Yeah, because you, you have a difference. Maybe you don't want to pick the number one because you don't think somebody else is going to get it. So who knows? Yeah, that's something to think about. Maybe I don't want to pick my number, like my right. preferential okay, number so, Okay, so it's okay to get into a mode of strategy. So it's not like whatever I'm saying means any, you know, <laughs> yeah. anything. It's, yeah, it's okay. okay to be wherever you're okay. at. Different people will so, approach this different okay. ways. Some all people right. think, how do I win and get the most votes? Some people might think, all right, st- uh, or you'll be thinking, well, I think this person will stay around on the board for a little longer because they're undervalued, but then somebody might grab them, okay, okay, and then okay, somebody okay, might okay. fuck with you knowing that you like a certain person, and they're going to take them just to fuck with you. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm afraid of. So it doesn't, it's any genre. Okay. Well, Devin, you have to just go first. That's hard. That's, that's hard. I know it's hard. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, I think for my first pick, I think I just have to go with uh, Aaron Gillespie. (laughs) Wow! I think I have to go Aaron Gillespie because let me let me let me go. uh, That is actually shocking me right now. I can't believe that just happened. Okay, listen. Now, that's not where my heart wanted me to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I love Aaron. I love Aaron, but that's not where my heart wanted me to go. So, But I went the strategic route because I I do believe He wants to win the vote. I do believe that under oath and the almost and all this, you know, all these records that Aaron was involved in on Tooth and Nail – had a tremendous impact mm. on uh-huh. the label and the genre uh-huh. and the movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Damn. that's my reasoning behind that is because I I really do think his impact is tremendous. I mean, impact. It, so it now makes the, sense. Why did we talk about that in the definition then? But well, that's a great definition. That's, a better, that's the best definition. I love that one. Now I know what songwriting means. But I, I like that. It's <laughs> impact. It's not just to, you know what I mean? Like the, I wasn't thinking of that, like total well, I impact. Changed my, I changed my strategy last but, second. Because I was telling myself, it doesn't matter about sales. But it matters, but, you know, it, it, that's still evidence of of something. Right. Whether it misses, whether it that is the perfect thing for me or not, it's still, you can't deny that and when you hear it and when it affects you. So, yeah, that's big. So, Devin's taking it. a commercial approach. I, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, it's a good voter, too. So, it's, well, it's good all what, the way around. What category are you taking him in? You could fit I, in yeah. a couple. I think I have to take him in the the hardcore. All right. I think I yeah. just have to. Yeah. Because under oath. So. I mean, it's, okay. I, it's a shocking pick. It's, well, it's a good pick, but I did mm-hmm. not expect Gillespie no. to be coming off the board first. I, I didn't either. N- no chance one did ago. I think that. Uh, wow. Which I didn't think you were going to take uh, who I wanted to take first, but I'm glad you didn't. So, I mean, great way to kick us off, man. That's, yeah. that's yeah, big. Nice. Um, all right. Nice. So, I'm up second here. Uh this guy, I, I I think he played on my favorite record, sung and wrote lyrics and melodies for my favorite record for Tooth and Nail. 
but his songwriting just went way beyond that. And so it's a little, I feel like it's a little controversial because this is not his main contribution, what his career was, but I'm taking fucking Chris Carabba. I'm just taking him in emo punk. Because I think I think about his whole body of work and where he started with further and then just what he did after that is uh, just the best. He he's the closest what he ended up being was the closest to a singer songwriter that we probably yeah. have in this like uh-huh. Uh-huh. this uh, yeah. universe of ours, right? And so it's too yeah. bad that Brandon Ebel let him out of his contract mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't So uh-huh. you're he, saying you know, that you're saying the moon is down was so just such a huge part of tooth and nail to me that yes. one record that one record is enough is for enough. me to take him at the top and then i can't block out dashboard confessional sure. and everything what, he did after you have to i mean i couldn't agree more i think that's the runaway right answer um you know, and that's not even speaking even in personal, but I think there's the most, it just happens to be that there's the most total evidence for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, like yeah. if you take in all the evidence, how you feel, what its impact is, what what he is, and then you go back and analyze that record, he still was doing, you know, think of the acapella tracks. They, mm-hmm. they get the job done. And then yeah. and that was there because whatever that was, music, you know, it could have been chords or something else under it, but what I mean that really set that thing yeah. off. And then what he did after that's the same thing with a simply different guitar play, and that's actually simpler. And so, just to think what he could have done if he had just stayed on tooth and nail. I remember that quote when we interviewed Brandon for that old version of labeled. Mm-hmm. Brandon said, "I we could have sold a million records for him. Like yeah. we sold a lot of records for MXPX. Like there's no reason we couldn't have sold." A million records of Dashboard Confessional. So yeah, and it, he's the poster a boy. You, you know, he becomes the po- like, and this is real. I think it's really serious business because I mean, he really becomes <laughs> the the poster boy for emo. Like like what Dashboard yes. Confessional? That's like at the highest level of like culture. It's like where synonymous. Goes, oh emo. Da- oh what are you Dashboard Confessional? Like that's the joke on a sitcom or something. You know. And he started it tooth and nail doing the yeah. moon is down. Yeah. But, and and then the, the the point of the dashboard is just is only the song like the song it's just is like whatever that so that proves a really hard point but even when you get to that I mean it's not you know the uh, caricature iconicness of Aaron Gillespie is very close to that like when, <laughs> oh, orange haired yeah. drummer yeah. singing and the things going crazy that's very right very after that I mean that is true. Like yes. that, that those is, and those two are like in the real world of music history, like right there in it, in it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're yeah. in that stream all the way up there. So that's and that's they got there because of they what they generate. So that's a good pick. Those are, I, th- I think those pick. are those I, are really really 
I feel really, really strong. Well, yeah. what's yeah. what's Matt, Matt gonna do? So Matt, now? Matt, you get two picks in a row now. So okay. two in a well, row. This is half. This is half of your draft. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be able. To, I'm gonna be able to really bring, really crush right now. I have okay. a great opportunity because there's still the top level um, elite, obvious mm-hmm. that's just right up there, which is Mike Herrera. There's just no way around yes. that. Yes, that is what he's yeah. able to do as a 14 year old. You know, in Bremerton, and just show up like that with, and just use, oh, I'll use three chords, four chords, a power chord, and just make songs. And all I'm going to do is a few chords, and then it'll just be loud and fast. And that, you know, how easy it is for kids to get in a room and make fast, loud noise when they're 15 or 14, and what it sounds like. Do you know what I mean? Like when you, mm-hmm. in, in 1990, Whatever you like to get kids in a room and make noise and have it sound good at all was not not even how that isn't easy to do. And then right. he's able to just go bingo to the moon with what he's and because he made so, those songs yeah. and it had sang them with an attitude. I mean that's it. I, I yeah. think that I really think the three biggest, most important came off the board just now in the first round. Like, yeah, because I had Mike on my list uh, right behind Chris uh, for a first round, and then Aaron was up there for sure. So I well, and also what we're I, on track. Yeah, and what I would say about Mike Herrera is I think he is the most associated with tooth and nail. Like he, yeah, he's the most. Like he is yeah, the most the tooth most. and nail guy and the earliest. Anybody. Yeah, everything. Yep. I mean, if you yeah. say tooth and nail, you think MXPX. I mean, that's just what people think. You know I what never, I mean? So I never think of it that way, like how early they were, but also how long lasting iconic they were. Like, really permanent. just, yeah, permanent. Exactly. Per- permanent ever since. It's crazy. And, the, and there's no tooth and nail without them. Like, yeah, right. We can't b- pay for our records. Yeah, <laughs> like we owe Mike Carrera our lives. He just, he just, <laughs> Maybe he just he just you know could do that. Yeah. Are you, uh, you ready for your next one? That was emo punk, obviously. I'm okay. Well, right. I mean, this is unfolding so much different. Than I was picturing. I didn't. I just had no idea what was going to happen. But um, so now if I I think I have some liberty because I feel good about having Mike. Um, and so I and he's give given so much equity. He's given so much equity to the label and the category here that I feel justified in picking a, you know, a, a fr- another exception case. Um, Don't do it. <laughs> you better not do it. So well, he's doing it. He's no. better not do it. That's all no, I'm saying. I, no, uh, Devin doesn't. I don't know if Devin gets what I'm going to do next. But, Probably not. Um, but still, only only a latecomer to the label but Aaron Marsh because oh, that's now I'm going fucker. I'm going artistic here so that they, they God, these, you yeah, know that other round fucker. it was something different now I've got an aesthetic pick for myself to fill out my roster because I feel that that's very important okay and there is no better aesthetic pick you could have on your team than to be able to scoop up Aaron Marsh and his associated songwriting abilities that's bingo
I can't believe that I got the opportunity You're to do that. Crushing but it right now. Bingo. You yeah. are crushing it. Yeah. I would consider taking him next and he I mean <laughs> like I don't even I've never even listened to his tooth and nail record. I don't even know what it sounds like. <laughs> or have they been yeah, two, two or three? Yeah. They've which done two or three. On tooth and nail? They've done half the records almost on tooth and nail, I think, like two yeah. or three of them. But and I didn't realize the first couple. Yeah, I didn't realize how early they came on because I was looking on Wikipedia. That came out in two thousand eight. That was just barely after Militia Group. So that was wow. still very much in the kind of the middle yeah, of true. their career. That's true. Yeah, but, but it feels I, later. You're right. That that's true. It was a lot earlier than what, what was that? You're my sunshine. Was that one? Yeah, yeah. And that was 2008. Yeah, that's it was like one. right after In Motion. Well, I, I do think. not remember. Sleep. Are well, they you did, sure? Uh, wow, no, that's he did crazy. In Motion. Then Eat, Sleep, Repeat mm-hmm. was the end uh-huh. of Militia Group, and then it was um, Tooth and Nail. You are my. Sunshine. That's right. And that was by 2008, though. Yeah. That's so fast. Yeah. yeah, he did a bunch in a short time. Yeah, yeah. That's a good pick. I mean, I remember. I know this was before Tooth and Nail, but. <clears throat> the impact of beneath the medicine tree oh so cool it's just so so cool and just how that carried over and i so the first record on tooth and nail was you are my sunshine mm-hmm. and then what did they do after that uh they had a i was looking at it they i think they might have self-released one and then they came back or they had one yeah. that was, i don't know <laughs> it's kind of confusing i yeah that's my my favorite copeland record is in motion and i got great. to i got to hear it we went in to record Come Now Sleep right after Goldman, Matt Goldman had just finished In Motion. So it was like we were back to back with him and he let us hear it before it had came out or whatever. And I think it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, Matt, you're doing good. Yeah, feeling great. You feeling should feel great. good. So I'm back up, going back up the snake and shit. Foo. Okay. Shit. So. I think what I'm going to do is come into, it's really hard. The The hard thing is with hardcore and metal, I don't care about hardcore and metal. So oh, I'm wait, almost I didn't just, say, did we say genres? I'm sorry. Oh, I you, didn't uh, even a genre. Well, my for, punk. It's punk. It's my it's, punk. And then okay. indie all rock would be uh, Aaron Marsh. Okay, yeah, right. I, I didn't have my genres planned. Unless you wanted to do a wild card there, but... <sighs> Up yeah, to you. you. Pick okay, so I'm sorry. So I got Mike is my punk, and Aaron Marsh is indie alt. So that means I, if I you, have somebody else in that category, I, I I had to be more creative or put them in wild card. Exactly. Oh fuck! I did not think ahead for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is gonna be hard. Like okay. Okay. You're okay, okay. Out of yeah, it's more dynamic than I thought this was gonna be. I thought I knew how in how it was gonna go down somehow in my head. Um. Okay. The thing, I have some strategy right now that I'm thinking through, because I know there's something I could do that would really piss off Devin. Yeah, you do know what there's <laughs> yeah, something I, you could I, do, I do know. Too. But yeah. the problem is, is that like I'm in full agreement that it should be the next right move, and uh, I I get why it's also not. <laughs> so in my category, that was what I could have done. What's about to be d- yeah, but be done. That yeah. the problem is, right. I I only see. There's only one other. <laughs> I only have one do other it. pick that I would think. Um, and do what you got to do. Hey, I, do what I, you got to do. I just can't justify not taking Chris Staples for Damn it. All right. Yeah, you had gone and did it. Damn it. You knew See, that was why that. I didn't want to do Gillespie first. So tired, you sleep with a lot of stereo. Blasting in it, and you know you're tired. When your senses fail, I'm a 
I don't even know what the reach of that pick is, but I would feel like a fool for him still being on the board right now and not. I'll tell him. you what the reach of that yeah, pick is. I agree. I'll tell you what the reach is. It's not sales. It's not a fan base. It is the fact that there are a ton of other tooth and nail bands that exist. Yeah. And write the music that they write because of Chris Stapleton. Yes. You're hundred percent. I guarantee right. you Ooh. that is the truth. That's impact, baby. I mean that's at impact. Anthony Byrne had a song impact. that it was generational impact. We had we had songs that were some of the parts were just complete direct rips of like, hey, this is what two thirty eight would probably do in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. So oh, let's so, just let's jam yeah. it out like that. So that's I mean, right. I, we do it's like tons yeah. of times when you get somewhere in a song and then you get you go, hmm. And then it's uh, just a very active ver- thing, and we often will verbalize it. You say, well, what would 238 probably do? There's maybe a 238 part, and then, uh-huh. you come up with, and then you come up with it right after that. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a song on our two albums ago called 238. <laughs> it was yeah. about how much I love 238. And, I mean, it's just I, there's something about it, and I'm – even though this was your pick, Lunsford, I got to talk about it a little bit. I'm happy to let you. I'll concede. It's just, it's so like progressive emo with like a like a hint of like folk and rock. I mean, it's something super unique about it. And I, it's, I can't hardly put my finger on it sometimes, but like um, there's an emptiness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. There's the a music has an emptiness to yeah. it, to it that nobody would be brave enough to do, or something. It's mm-hmm. like when I was listening to a little bit of it today, and there's that song. Um, I'm terrible with titles, but I'll regulate the chemicals. It goes, and I saw you across the d- dirty diner. Mm-hmm. I'll be waving. All it is is like a snare, and then occasionally a bass. Yeah. And him, mm-hmm. it like, I was just thinking about how empty they keep and it low. effective that low. is. And, like, they just do whatever they want at any moment. And this was in late 90s, early 2000s. I'm like, how can you do that? Yeah, and <clears> so it's a three-piece thing where it's just cohesive. It's, like, cohesive to the highest degree yeah. as a three. And I think there's a little bit of the MXPX effect to that, too. It's just, it's just coherent because it's so simple. And then you're just pulling... But it, it's just affects that music feels like mm-hmm. it is effective at yeah. reaching me personally, and I can't at all understand why that is limited to only some of us. Why? How is that possible that other people don't like to feel the way that that feels when you listen to it? How is that? How does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is that I, like a tr- a character trait that we have that other people that, don't? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. I find that very fascinating. I mean that question ge- genuinely. Yeah. Like, what does that mean about me, that I'm one of the people that like that so much that nobody else even gets it? I know. What's really strange about me picking that and why I love 238 so much, I mean, it's like the drums on you should be living. I'm not, it's like, I'm always not even paying attention to the songwriting. Really. It's just like you can the drums are so good. I know, but yeah. the drums are so good. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I guess this is just the best music ever. So. <laughs> right. It's like, it, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's affecting you in a way that seems like illogical. Like you're being yeah. tricked by it somehow, I guess. Yeah. It's like, you just fall into some 
thing with it for some weird reason. But why are the three of us think that about that one man? Why yeah. is that super weird? And then we we're friends. I mean, is that weird? Chris Chris Staples is a guy that I've never met him. If I met him, I would be very nervous. Did he's I that Chris, he's that guy to me? Did I say Chris Stapleton on accident earlier? I don't think because <laughs> I I just typed out Chris Stapleton on the <laughs> on the sheet, which I hell of a songwriter, hell of a song, hell of a songwriter. Ron John that'd be fun. Right. Country music one day. All right, that's good. Um, all right, Devin, you're up. You got two Dang picks it. in a row. Now I got to really think. I got two picks in a row now, and I got to really evaluate myself here. Okay, well, first, uh, I think the first one I have to pick here, I, I think I have to go with Mike Weiss. Nice. Okay, I like pick. it. I mean, I wa- maybe I should go with Aaron. That might be the smarter move. Nice pick. Because the lyrics and everything, yeah. that's more impactful. The reason I like this is I wasn't even sure who the hell even writes the music in me without you. I never even knew. Yeah. That I'm learning right now. This is great. I'm You're pretty sure me. Mike. I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure Mike writes the majority of it, but Aaron also. So there's a real uh, bleed and blend, and that's a, I mean that's. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm even interrupting at that. But, you know, like Aaron started being only vocal on it. And then by the end of Me Without You, of course, he was playing guitar all the time and, you know, doing the stuff and the spider. You know what I mean? He gets way into all the Aaron land, too. But there's this thing that Mike is doing, um, you know, that that's a lot of it that you can really, I think you can really trace it. I mean, the. Like I said, the smarter pick right now would be Aaron, I think, for my the strength of my draft, because I think people mm-hmm. associate Aaron more strongly with yeah. me without you. But, but musically... Well, all the melody is in their music, not Aaron. Yeah. Well, like, the music... <laughs> I, I think people think about me without you musically, right? They think yeah. of music... Everybody says, oh my gosh, me without music is so awesome. And then, of course, Aaron is just the yeah. icing on the cake kind of thing. Well... Um, I always yeah, noticed. No, sorry. I always noticed all their hooks were the music. Like Aaron was hardly ever the hook. Like right. uh, torches together. Bump, bump, bump. That's the hook of the song. Like not more. Yeah, not torches. The torch. It's the dun 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 dun. that's the hook. So, I mean, and I think the way people view me without you is oh my God. elevated yeah. so high that that really adds you know to tooth and nail i mean i know they were off towards the end but that really adds to the tooth and nail uh like the cred right yeah mm-hmm. that really enhances tooth and nail's credibility <clears throat> mm-hmm. so i, I think could... that's my my choice for that well, uh, what, what category are you putting them in i guess um uh, what I guess I have to put them in indie alt rock, right? Wouldn't that or emo? Because your first pick was you would consider I, me about you in, indie. indie right? I think they're more indie. I think, yeah, I would say indie. Your first pick was in emo. No, my he first pick was hardcore. He took Aaron. Oh, you took hardcore. Okay, you could have taken it, Aaron got it, got it, got it, for yeah, emo yeah, no, as well. Yeah, you also could have taken him for alt rock. But I think under oath was the bigger play there. That was good. Yeah. 
Okay. So <sighs> Okay, can can I say about Mike um mm-hmm. too yeah. that he um I mean there's so many iconic like guitar riffs that are the hooks, like Aaron is saying. But one thing that's just a crown jewel is to have late in their career that freaking Julia. You know oh, that song Julia? That, that just song the way so, that that's like so good. To 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 for him to that's a Mike that Mike getting that whatever he did with that and then to land that video to na- you know just to do all that and you know what I mean like late in there and do that just mm-hmm. it shows everything like that's everything to me that that's you know that song don't you Aaron I actually I gotta go listen to it I don't know oh it's so good what album oh, yeah. is that Matt I don't even know what album it's on but it's look it, yeah. just look up the do it just watch the video it's great but this yeah it's awesome it's, it reminds you of Buddy Holly you know oh, it's okay. like. Yeah. It's a Back to the Future throwback. Uh, back to the Future, yeah. You know, gotcha. vi- video and the, and then just the nineties oh, of all the, of the song. I saw it. I, I don't remember. Incredible. It. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's that. amazing. So yeah, that's my number two pick. Um, all right, this is gonna be my third pick. Oh man. Devin, I'd note too probably seeing me without you on that whole first tour and just watching yeah. Mike make oh. is really probably clues you in on that too. Yeah, that was huge. Our first tour he was on just destroying it. Oh that yeah, the one we tried to show up and open. Yeah. <laughs> the first two the nil tour, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> gosh, this is tough. This is tough. Um This is hard because I'm my my genres are coming into play here. I got mm-hmm. two genres I got to I got to pick from, and if I pick this, well, you have a wild card too. I know, but th- that's what I'm saying. I have wild card and punk emo. Yeah. So if my fourth, as of right now, if my fourth option doesn't fit into that punk emo category, you know what right. I'm saying? If I'm going to use my wild card, that's where I'm getting a little tripped up here. Um. I think I got to go with Josh Scoggin. Wow. wow. As, a wild, as a wild card. Oh, I think I got to go man. wild card. Josh Big pick. Wild card. Big pick. Wild card. Right. I mean, I think, I think Bless the Martyr and then the Chariot album. <clears throat> I think those are just like, they're so iconic in, in that, you know, I mean, just those two albums, the impact they've had on the hardcore scene in our world. <clears throat> it's pretty tremendous. So, I mean, it just feels like he's up. He's a little bit of a ghost. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy <clears throat> that everybody knows, nice. but nobody really knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just he has the this ghost. persona. Wow. He has this persona. <laughs> the ghost, amazing. Josh Goggin. I love it. I mean that you makes know. sense. To, I don't. So I don't know if I'm incorrect on this. Maybe y'all know hmm. about it too. But I always seem to remember being told or heard or understood that Bless the Martyr Josh wrote most of the guitar for that record too. Like he was writing a lot of the guitar riffs and stuff. It's definitely that's, possible. That's what I've I don't heard, know, but I don't know if it's true. I don't want to take credit from uh, yeah. away from Durr or. Um, who else played guitar? Scotty and Durr. Scotty, mm-hmm. Scotty. Yeah, and I mean they. I mean they're they were really <laughs> killing it because we were seeing them when they were Ludicrous before that and everything. And I mean, yeah, 
you know, they were all really killing it as far as whatever they were doing. They were really at, way out there doing crazy stuff. And then they, then they just, whatever happened when, like, it wasn't like Ludacris was good, but they were, well, you'd see them play live and stuff, and it was just out, it was just outrageous. Like, it was mm-hmm. the extreme of what could you could see as far as wildness. But it didn't yeah. musically totally click or what. It was a little bit new medley is all. Right. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that thing that happened was, that one time where they did that one thing that they had did, that was a really big deal. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't I don't really know the details of that, but they they had been working on it for a while until they got it just right for that moment in time. So, big deal. I mean, their live show, I mean, I would argue that they had the the biggest impact on live other bands yeah live shows than it maybe any other tooth and nail band you yeah know I, mean? I mean just definitely that chaos and just the i mean that was huge yeah for the scene and the way i mean the way he wrote hardcore vocals was mm-hmm. yeah like it was a pop it's like pop yeah it was like he had a yeah, pop yeah. sensibility to it that i don't i i have not heard you know otherwise yeah so, yeah. And, and I mean, you got to credit him a little bit for 68. I mean, he's continued on. He's, I mean, people like 68. They get, they get really great shows, big tours. They have some kind of catchability. I haven't really listened to him a ton on my own, but when we played, uh, we had some shows with him. And I mean, that was the same thing. It, to me, it was like a continuation of respect, you know, that he's doing this good stuff that's unique mm-hmm. and original. So, you know, yeah, that you just kind of added to me. You can trace that all the way for him to like whatever the essence of it he's carried with him or whatever. And in 68, he proves that kind of just by being so small, like as small as it is, like mm. in the way it is. But it's like he, um, if you want to say anything negative, though, you know, he might be, it. he's such a artist and a performer in some other, there's some other thing that he's doing as a performer that is so powerful that you you could start to say that's well that's not exactly song writing because it's so yeah, much about the true. performance and yes. the thing, the art form beyond songwriting. <laughs> that's some whole other captivating way of being. This so charismatic, yeah, yeah. like it's beyond the boundaries somehow. But the but you could you could say it's not as much songwriting as the craft of songwriting. That's at the pretty extreme end of right. that. Yeah, that's true. That's it's kind of weird because if we were doing a frontman thing, he might be the number one pick. Right. Oh, you right. know? Yeah. But, but so artistic. You yes, know, too. Exactly. It's not yeah. like frontman, just like power man, this hype man. It's like artistic, showman, create a, 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 everything. Like it's a grand skill set. A grand mm-hmm. skill set, you know? Yeah. Well, great, great pick. That's though. what I felt like I should go with there. Good, yeah, that's a really good one. So, that makes this right. really nice. How wide it is, I like that. It's not all singer songwritery, just about the verses mm-hmm. and chorus. It's not that we're not leaning toward that very technical. Um, that's pretty neat. Um, but some I'm of these, up. they're so collective though. It's like yeah, they're so you know. That's what's interesting. Okay, all right, I'm up. So I got all two right. picks left. I got I got hardcore metal and I got my wild card. Uh, this this is. This is a weird one. This is a weird one for me. I am hesitant to go down this route, but I feel like I can't resist. And I have so much, uh, I don't know if you'd call it carnal knowledge 
of the brilliance of this person. Oh no. That I just oh. I have to go there. No. I just have to go there. I have to. Okay. And this is not listen. I can't believe it. No, I have to listen. This is this has nothing to do with me, what I've done, my <laughs> contributions, like anything I think about the band. This is just knowing this person as a songwriter and looking at their entire body of work. I I just I have to take Cody Bonnet right now. You I had just, to do I, it. Had I do just, it. I can't in not do genre? it. what genre? I'm taking him in hardcore metal because uh-huh. our biggest hardcore record was Son of Love Oh, my and gosh. And so this feels like I think I could get a lot of shit. For, I think I'm taking a risk here. So I, I want to call that. I think I'm being fucking brave because I think some people okay. will be scared to take. But I am not the songwriter in my band. It, I'm just a drummer. Could have almost been any drummer. And I feel like I'm comfortable going this route because I truly believe that Cody is extremely prolific and brilliant as a songwriter. I'd watch him come to the room, the writing room or what practice room with just shit that just blew my mind like over and over and over. And it all, to me, ended up translating. And I think the proof is in that there's social proof out there for what people think of Cody Bonnet as a songwriter. I'm going to leave it at that. I will allow the group to discuss now okay. and criticize, but I feel like I, I just had no other choice, really. Because sure. I don't even like hardcore music, really, at all. I would have taken Josh Scoggin if he were still on the board for hardcore, okay. but you've left me no choice to just take Cody. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. That's fair. Well, I mean, it's respectable. I, I feel a little judged, and well, I feel a little ridiculous. Well, you have opened- But I'm being true. In my mind, you've opened new windows, you know, for us to explore. Of what's possible. Of what's possible. You know, <laughs> what mean, kind of risks are we willing to take? That's what I'm saying. You, but if you take yourself, you look like a real asshole. Well, I don't have to take myself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give him a chance. You're taking Cody. Get, let the window stay open for Devin. Cody is the window stay open. Cody's just, I'm just some no. drummer that played drums for Cody. Fortunately I'm, for Emory, we have two songwriters, so I can always pick the other guy. You, you know could. You totally could. You I can make so. a, f- a fair yeah. case for that. Yeah. What happened to we had three songwriters at the uh, earlier in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other two guys. So go ahead and destroy me, if you will, or agree or talk no, about I, I mean, Cody obviously is a great songwriter. I mean, I don't think anybody would, you know, doubt that in the slightest. I, I think mean, this pick will play well outside oh, of this Zoom. Popularity meeting. wise to fans, for yeah. sure. I mean, having him on your on your roster. Well, well and gonna, I'm, it's, it's solid, I, yeah. I'll say one more thing going back to there's talk about people who really drove the inherent sound of a band. Our band sounds uh-huh. like Cody and nothing right. else. It's, it's just, built around it, it is built around energy. the way he is. So yeah. even true. TJ is a uh, accoutrement you know what i mean yeah kind of a tool yes. for cody to do a different thing through use somebody yeah, right. else yeah the whole thing is arranged and really well arranged around cody's uniqueness so it really does center in on his very uniqueness and he's willing to be vulnerable enough to show his uniqueness and then whatever that thing is happens and that's 
So, you know, it's probably a really good example of like the song is it's like it's weird because it's made by the collective of of the whole arrangements of the songs because they're Mm -hmm. like it and it gets if you especially if you're taking in hardcore like that's pushing songwriting down into down into penetrating into hardcore but forcing Mm -hmm. songs down into it but they're not like pop songs or anything yeah you know what i mean but it's like it's crafting music like there's a, it's like composition, but it's also songwriting. But they're not traditional songs, and it's putting it in the, all, all the way in this other format or something like that, you know. And then the range to yeah. go, like it shows range to go to come now sleep. Then that's like you know what I mean. It's like and then the fact that you can do the, you know, flip it right there, and do something different that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's evidence that should be really considered that you pull both of those off to to that way, and they both just sound like Cody. What is yep. that voodoo? Right. And then, I mean, our third, Hell or High Water, was completely different than both of those two. Mm-hmm. So it just, yeah. he was just always able to transform into something else, but still sound like himself. How do you do that? Like, I don't, that's what I never really got about the, the way he would come come to stuff. My wife has a tattoo of an ACB with the lyric on it. You know that? You're shitting me. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, you don't know that? <laughs> I had no what fucking clue. It? Um, it's something from Coming Out Sleep. I don't know. Really? I didn't yeah. even know Bridget even, I mean, I'd assume Bridget barely liked me as a person. Had oh, no she idea. likes Come Now Sleep was like Had a, no idea like she thing. liked the, the music, yeah. yeah. She had, it was like Come Now Sleep hit her at like some really weird thing where it really affect whatever, it like landed yeah, yeah. right right mm-hmm. in there or yeah. something. But um, anyway, yeah. I'll just call it, I feel very insecure about this and what people might think, of, oh, self-absorbed bullshit. I think I'm so, just okay. saying, I think I was just a guy on the ride. That's what I was ob- I observing. You got it as brave. I see it as brave. For a second there, when you started talking, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought you were going to say Robert Chisholm. <laughs> 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 Not that he would be, you know, but I mean, popularity. Yeah. And what's the second album called? Um. Yeah. You. Uh, cruel it's incredible. Young. Cruel to be young. Yeah. It's incredible. Two incredible albums. Well, that nobody. Devin's getting to make a you, case. I don't for mean. I know. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't mean. You to, I know. Do you it. might be blowing a load. I, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't no. be doing this. Okay. I mean. All right. Save it for the honorable mentions or something. Yeah, if you don't right. want to pick them, yeah, either pick okay. them. Pick them or shut the fuck up. Okay, notice for the record, the two names that got forced their way in there already is Robert Chisholm and Dave Bazan without getting actually nominated. They got to get discussed. Everybody knows Dave Bazan would be in there. Okay. Yeah. All right, Matt, it's your All turn. Right, Matt, you oh, got two picks shoot. and you're done. Okay. And these are the final two, so I can really final just show two. out. Like, I have so much relief because I have really so many up. good ones. So it's just how do I just want to show out? Because I already feel like I have the talent. I need to pull it off in the votes. <laughs> so yeah. I can pretty much show out from here mm-hmm. and, and should be able to seal it. Um, okay. I feel that there is uh, w- the ability to create moments in recordings is another dimension of on which you could say songwriting is a function of. So you're writing the song and you're thinking, I'm going to get this song recorded and you're picturing that process when you start the song, right? The song is in the mind of the writer has a destination and it is a recording. And on that recording, there are 
you know, the moments that happen are the whole thing. And I don't think there's anybody who's created more special moments on recordings and putting together songs than Jesse Smith of Zayo. Jesse Smith, second to second, and I know he's writing a lot of music and stuff too, but his presence and making the things happen, Jesse Smith, think about it. I had a feeling you'd go there. How can you not? You know, that's him, his, what he, and, and that's what's so crazy about Gillespie is he's like almost from that same time period started, and they're just playing with this intensity that is beyond... You know, in my mind, you go, you just say drummers are like George Harrison, John Bonham, Dave Grohl, Jesse Smith. I mean, you know, and Aaron Gillespie. Like that's like that's the good. That's the that's and those people and just to be to be making that into Zayo and being that presence he is in that band and all the stuff and the the his opinions they're crafting those songs like his strong opinions about how the song should be going. I feel that presence deeply. You know what I mean? So that yeah. is huge. That's a respectable pick. I had a feeling you'd go Zayo. And, but I, I was – can I say who I thought you were going to say? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Aaron Sprinkle. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's a the case to be made. On, yep. which, similar from a different angle. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, Jesse Smith is hugely impactful. And By the way, I set a, that up. That's a the Aaron Sprinkle caveat to that is yeah to impact recordings yes, but yeah. I mean by right, right I mean it from a songwriting point of view yeah. that the song lands in there. But yeah, I mean that's yeah exactly. <laughs> well, what about Aaron Sprinkle? You ghostwriter credit? He's written plenty of songs. He has written a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, yeah, and that too. So that's like a whole. I mean, that's a whole good. I don't know why Devin gets to spoil everybody's potential picks and make the arguments. Yeah. I'm, I just said <laughs> I asked you. Can I say I mean, who I, I thought you were going to Devin? Pick? Devin, wait to the end to bring up the what, people you, you don't thought would have been play- good picks. You don't know all the players on the I might board was already? about to have picked Robert but Chisholm and Aaron Sprinkle, but I'm sure as hell not now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've never listened to Zayo, really. I don't know Zayo. I've heard, obviously, yep. I've heard them because of songs in the penalty box or something like that. But it, this is, int- I have literally nothing to contribute to this little micro segment because mm-hmm. I don't even know what Zayo really even sounds like. That's crazy. Is that, that fucked up? Sense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's funny. But like, that just I'm shows sorry. you, you know, narrow. But that's my pick for the way I, maybe that's, I mean, it's not that I think there's that much. I think the impact argument is that he impacted so many others in the same way that Chris Staples did, but for yeah. like dynamics and, the way songs feel and flow and moments that happen in songs, they're special. Like Josh Scoggin. Like it's a, mm-hmm. he's like Josh Scoggin. And yeah. it's like, he's making something happen for real, somehow crazy doing something yeah. really weird. And it's really, yeah. it seems important. And it, and then people learn from it and then you see it again. And you know what I mean? It's like it. So I, that, and that's, that's just my argument, but it's not, you can't really back it up in a, you know, some ways I get it. Well, like for instance, Aaron, uh, Jesse Smith is like Dave, one of Dave's favorite drummers, you know, our drummer. Oh, okay. I got so, you. I mean, 
like it, you know, just hugely impactful, especially. Wait, the so he's the drummer and he writes all the music. He, I'm well, just he saying, he was he was involved in the music, right? I mean, but I mean, you know, you can't. Zayo's such a weird band. I'm just saying, his presence. They had a million different members and been good in a lot of configurations mm-hmm. and are good without him. So it's not. You know, it's a weird band, but the, some of that special sauce that creates an under oath or a Zayo, it comes from that. That's what it's built around. Like dance amazing, you know, you know, Scott and everybody. But it's like there was the energy that was being able to generate it in a room by a person with a drum set that you go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is this is we. This is something yeah. that and that that power and channeling that into songs. That's that's yeah. a lot built on that. I feel. I had no idea he was the drummer. I didn't Jesse know he Smith. was the drum. I didn't know he was the drummer. Did, I thought so you were crazy. talking. To, I thought you were talking about like the guitar player or something. That's so crazy. No, he's the drummer. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you shit on me. Yeah, you know, I'll take you it. You know what? Shit on you know me, what? but I didn't know. I'm telling well, you the I'll, truth. I'll make the argument that makes uh, totally undermines mine is everything he's really done other than be the Zayo drummer. He tries to like write songs and things, and I don't guess okay. I really like him. Because so I mean, this that, is a little that, bizarre like to I, me picking so a drummer as yours. That's that's against the songwriting. Yeah, thing I, a little bit. Yeah. But I, I can't, I can't quite wrap my head around picking a just a drummer who's not also like, yeah, he's the drummer, but he also writes all the music. But I was plays going the drums. for an extreme pick. There. Yeah, it's a little wild. Yeah, yeah. So. and I was using, oh, I was yeah. leaning into personal and and, yeah. and generational impact yeah. in the way that I calculated. So I was going for an edge pick there for respect. Because I mean, remember, I have some other good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that was well, what's edge pick, and yeah, this is up, my last pick. One. Okay, so wild card. I'm going to go wild because I th- I'm trying to stay true to the category, and I'm going to bring a good argument. But there's a lot of more people on my list who, if I, I was trying to talk about, <laughs> like you know, there's a big spectrum, but there's there's a certain thing for a real ability to craft songs very specifically and then make them work well and so for my wild card pick that i think is way outside of what people would be expecting is trevor mcneven from thousand foot crutch (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. okay now the evidence is he's quite a big star right so quite successful like multiple bands right didn't he have like multiple yeah uh, you know they have more than FM one project, static or yeah. Something like that. FM static, yeah, and Both and um, so big band, long time successful, long career. Uh, they were big, like you know, in Canada and all kind of stuff, and just like it, you don't hear about them a lot, but they're quietly huge all the time. And just, you know, doing stuff in at all times at a very high level. Like, very, they do really well. But you don't hear about them or see about them. But Trevor, as a songwriter, he does a thing where he is trying to approach this craft of songwriting, like, to make songs that sound like artists that already exist and try to really do a good job of tuning into what's happening in the in the zeitgeist out there and he just like he's very intentional very disciplined he write a million songs really fast and make them really really work and they're you know 
they're not the highest in cred or anything like that. But the craft part of putting those songs together and making the hooks, but making it original, but in really close to what, you know, what the the trends are, what you're trying to aim for. Like he's a like a master craftsman of that particular skill set. It's really so that's a wild card. That is yeah. very wild. Because I mean, card. he can just make a song that sounds, you know, like uh, stuff you that will really work in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Mm-hmm. And and but he's making these original songs and and it really people really respond to it. And that, it's just like he's a perfect like just it, that's more like Nashville songwriter. So that's a yeah, pure right. skill because you say that like oh whatever, but it's very close to. And he does Nashville songwriting and all that other stuff. I mean, just saying the craft of sitting in a room thinking of the hook, thinking of the demographic you're writing to. You can't act like that's not songwriting if this is songwriting and yeah. it's wild card. Right. So I think that is bingo. Bingo it. on the wild card. How do you think? For instance, the labeled Facebook group would react to a pick like that. The, in the spirit predict- of it's called wild card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Just because it's called wild card, they don't pick like a wild NFL team to play in the. It would be awesome the if they did. Game. It would yeah. be. Yeah, it would be all the crazy people. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be zany. Of course. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. The wild card uh, game, a zany, zany game. Yeah, they picked the zany team to play in the wild card game. <laughs> All right. Oh man. That's well, funny. Matt. All right, uh, Matt, you're done. I got my last pick here, and I I only have wild card left. Now, here's the thing, Devin. I was fucking thinking about taking Robert Chisholm here, and I'm not saying I shouldn't Sorry. take Robert Chisholm here. And I love that's Robert Chisholm. It would be a good pick. He's on but- my list. He was yeah on my list and uh, but I think where I'm gonna roll and I almost took him which would have been if I had known where Matt was going I would have maybe taken this person earlier because I could have fucked Matt over. Uh, for my wild guard, I'm taking Brett Detter, Detar mm-hmm. Detter, mm-hmm. which would have taken Theo and Juliana Theory off the board. And I thought about taking him in hardcore. Uh, I didn't realize that, but that would have been smart. Yeah, that yeah, been really yeah. Smart. so. But I I didn't quite anticipate that for you uh, with Jesse. But well, I, I had I mean Bale, I but, had them. Yeah. I had that was I had them. In, you yeah. know, I, I went aggressive with the Jesse um, exactly on that exact basis. So that's yeah. like that was exactly what I had. So I mean, Brett to me, like Juliana Theory, "Emotion Is Dead" is a boy band record that's just a rock band. That's yeah. what, what I think about it, yeah. and so I just think he is. When I think about that record and like the songwriting and the way I think of songwriting and like what is a song like a pop a good pop song just mass appeal like they were a big band they probably could have been much better if he just wrote those songs for some other artist you know or something like that been like a one of those dudes from Evanescence that writes songs or whatever mm-hmm. and so I just I think he's just so good at just I think he's a pop songwriter. And I get to take him as a wild card for his rock yeah. band, Juliana Theory. So, yeah, that's a that's solid. A there's, it's hard to it's hard to deny just if a songwriter top of the world's out there as a song. Oh shit! Talking. Hold on, I don't think I can take him based on my own rules. Because Zayo. you took Zayo. Oh, so you're right. Shit. 
<laughs> you took Zayo. I can't take him. Nice. Because he was in Zayo. So, so I really took him off the board. With, so how so powerful is that Jesse Smith? And, wow. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, looking the thing good. I was talking. Oh, I wouldn't take a drummer. Shit. The thing I was just saying about screwing you, you actually, I don't know how I didn't realize what I was saying. The opposite had actually happened. All right. So I just will take, I'll take Robert Chisholm. I think I think that's Joe crazy. Said, You're taking Cody and Robert. Yeah, Come yeah. On. I'm taking yeah, Cody and Robert. What do you want me to do? The votes on that. I, hold I mean, on, but I'm just taking what I think are the best. Is what I think I'm doing across the board. Look, Chris uh-huh. Carabba, Chris Staples, and with the best available, uh, Cody and Robert. That's what, I'm looking at the rest of my list, mm-hmm. and I don't like mm-hmm. any of the other songwriters yep. more than I like what Robert did on his two I records. Mean, I'm sorry, feels, I'm friends with them. No, sorry, I yours, discovered Jonesetta basically. We did. Athens Burn discovered them, but what yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> we did. So it feels personal, but I, I agree with you. Those are solid choices. They're, reason, I mean, they're reasonable choices. Many people yeah. will not like the Chris Staples pick, but that's my favorite pick. So I get it. I'm looking yeah, back now it. at all my picks, and I'm pretty pretty small time, really, other yeah, than Chris Carabba. Yeah, so that's a good one. I feel pretty bold and brave right now that I'm just taking who I think was. I, I mean, cruel to be young is just really fucking good. Robert's oh, a very talented songwriter, and they're mm-hmm. that band that like people always say, "Oh, this band should have been name a band that should have been huge." Half the time, when people say it, it's like never a band that should have been huge. Yeah, Jones said, "I never should have signed the Tooth and Nail no. ever." That was the dumbest thing they ever did. And they should have just figured out how to get on a major label and just do that whole thing. So um, I remember I, hearing the rumors of Joan Zeta when we right. were on tour and like, oh, this new band, they get so much money behind them mm-hmm. and they're just so good. And it's going to be huge. And then I we toured with them and I was like, this band is unbelievable. They were just so good and the songs were so catchy. Yeah. But just never went anywhere. And then they wrote, to be young and it was just like uh so the first record felt like just pop bangers just boom, boom it was all downbeat it was all killers huge. yeah 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 that's what it was yeah it was a, it was a that moment time period where if you look at the whole thing if there was going to be like a christian killers or something like yeah. like in the whole lineage of the way people could view things and you know that's a dumb way to look at it but you yeah. know that that exists as one of the dynamics that's always at play is Something like that. So it's like that was when it was hitting, and everybody thought this is like that's what it felt like. It was like, oh, this is gonna. It was when to the nails at its peak of being able to push things, and then yeah. they got that good of the thing that everybody was universally agreeing was like a done deal. That's what it felt like coming in. Yeah, then, I just never like I don't want to shit on Tooth and Nail. I just never thought that they had the chops to push a band like that but why didn't it work then because they did get the push they did get the opportunity but what People does that did, mean like, like the radio like they didn't I'm just, just get saying, put why on didn't the they radio get, why didn't they become a big band at any point i don't know when they had their, the biggest push at the best time their team <laughs> i don't know I mean, you know what i mean like, like that's what I'm saying. I don't heard know. It. they shipped the units they were able to move like they went to stores they did the they did whatever is done it's just why didn't people buy it I don't know. That's why I just always thought they were a radio band, and I don't think Tooth and Nail. I know Tooth and Nail was able yeah. to get Amberlynn on the radio a little bit and stuff like that, but that was after years of Amberlynn like being a big band and grinding it out, and then they, were, you know, put out a right. record that they get on the radio, not just from 
first record. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I That's mean, I, I agree think. about the music. I yeah. just, I just wonder what is it too commercial or too like it didn't get a scene following of like a bunch of fans. They never right. had it any. They never got exactly. any fans. Like they bands were getting fans automatically just for being tooth and nail bands up until that exact moment. They needed girls, and tooth and nail was ninety percent boys that yeah. listened to tooth and nail. <laughs> And they needed females, is what they needed. You're so. right. All right. Well, All right, I, I don't know. Here. Now I don't know how good I feel about my list, but you should feel no. But that's just. I mean, fine. that's a mystery of Robert because it's so. I. I mean, the, if anybody that pays attention to it, is just you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very is moved by it. All right, Devin. Last pick. <sighs> last pick. Wild card. I don't like having the first and last pick. Does That's he have not... a genre or you still have wild card? Only emo have punk. punk and emo left. Okay. This is a little this is gonna be a little tough. I got a couple guys in my mind. And I don't know which route to take. Okay. So I think I'm just gonna have to go with my gut here and I'm going to go with Toby Morell. Amazing. I mean, I think I think I have to, and I, I'm gonna go with that. Does that that would classify under emo, right? Y'all are emo, yeah, y'all are okay, emo, emo scream. Yeah. I think we could go under either one. I was gonna, I was thinking about um, more emo Jason. than hardcore or metal. I mean, oh yeah, I would say for sure. I was going back and forth between Toby and Jason Martin, Starflyer Fifty. Nice yeah. people are gonna yeah. give you sh- give us. Shit. I know. For not picking him, even though I, I know, know that's the next Jason, one I got there. I, I, I right understand there. that he needs to be on this list, and I, he would have been here in this spot if y'all hadn't taken him already, because of the longevity and obvious talent and uh, just influence. I mean, he's up there with Mike Carrera to some degree with influence, and many many people. I've just never really gotten hugely into Starflyer Fifty Nine, and so right, it's just. I can't quite get over the hump. That's that's all. Now I know Toby's in my band, <laughs> but I will say this: to- I do believe that Toby, Toby's lyrics and songwriting, you know, that obviously includes Matt musically, and and us as a band. But I think Toby, Toby's lyrics, I think have deeply impacted the Christian music culture. And I say that because the lyrics that he wrote led to the bad Christian podcast. Also many of the lyrics that Emory, that Toby wrote early in our career was ultimately the heart of the bad Christian podcast and how Mm -hmm. many of those lyrics kind of led to some of that deconstruction type things. I'm not saying he's solely responsible, but I'm saying I think his lyrics and the way he questioned things really drove that 
pretty heavily. And so that would be my credit to Toby is like, he has a way of writing songs and lyrics that make people want to ask questions. And so I think that's really big. And Toby was here. I would tell him the same thing. I've always told him, I think he's an incredible lyricist. So I just think his impact is huge. And obviously Emory is, you know, a relatively big tooth and nail band in the big scheme of things. The question had impact on a lot of people. And so I would say that in itself puts Toby in that category as pretty significant. Does that make sense? I respect it. I'm so glad you took him because now I'm not the only one that looks <laughs> I don't like a total douchebag. But we're going to get so much shit. We're going to get so much shit for putting our own bandmates on this list. But, I mean, what are you going to do if you really yeah. feel, you know, you really believe it and feel that way? And and then, honestly, you got this is your last pick. You're looking at the board of Emo Punk, and it's like that's a really reasonable yeah. pick. What, I'm not going to pick the guy who's, who's saying these knuckles break before they bleed? <laughs> I'm not going to pick that guy? Mm-hmm. That, that guy. Everybody yeah. knows that line from tooth and nail band he wrote that line so toby to me what i love about toby there was a uh this show on hbo john adams and the guy uh ben franklin was one of the characters and he was talking about what they do in france accomplish much while appearing to do little <laughs> to me <laughs> toby. that is yeah. toby yeah. he really has accomplished a lot and it does not ever seem like he is trying at all like he <laughs> sits true, on the bu- yeah. as your tour manager sits on the bus as long as he possibly can before to go on will make you late will like not want to go on stage like not care to do it not want to do it but he produces results like yeah, in everything results. he does results. like right. i don't know what goes on behind the scenes of bad christian podcast really but it seems like toby is just pure talent show up and be toby and yeah and that's just like yeah (laughs) he provides enough value that you guys Mm -hmm. have just not kept him around you have no choice but to let him be himself and act the way that he's gonna be because what what else are you gonna do (laughs) right Right. yeah yeah you got it you gotta just harness what you can when you can yeah yeah Yeah. literally yeah it's just like energy floating around you're trying to catch it in a mason jar but it's going to you know just, mean? I mean, you can't really get most of it. Most of it just gets, <laughs> you can't, it it comes for every, you know, it's just, you got to try to get it, focus it in one direction or do, you know, do something, but it, it can do a lot once it gets on the thing it's trying to do. Yeah. I honestly think that that has been Matt's job for 25 years <laughs> is trying to harness <laughs> Toby's energy. Right. I'm not kidding. Yeah, like I don't mean like Matt hasn't contributed a ton, of course. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying Matt had Matt realized that early about Toby. He realized that early on, and then he try, he's constantly been trying to figure out a way to build around it, <laughs> build around yeah. that yeah. energy that he has, and and he has, Matt yeah. has, and we have, and you know we're fortunate to have, you know Toby as a friend and as you know a a co band a bandmate. But, you know, it just is what it is. He's just a firecracker, and we're around trying to catch some of that smoke, you know? Yeah. So it just, whatever. It makes sense. It's a good pick. And, so, yeah. You, I, know. you know. it's a, Take it how you will, folks. So the way I would say it is just like if you – I would have high confidence that he could 
make something happen in the next moment. Like, you know what I mean? There's people that bands I like or have songs I like or whatever. But if you give him an instrument, I don't care what instrument it is, you know, and then say, okay, you're going to have to really get my attention and do something crazy and good now. Yeah. Toby will be able to do that. And that's what songwriting is like holding the attention to hold, to gain and hold somebody's attention. That's fascinating, that ability. And then to put it into songs and use the lyrics and all the layers like surprise is always around the corner, you know what I mean. So it's like that's that's gripping songwriting. Uh, I'm gonna recap everybody's picks real quick. We had uh, so Devin took Toby Morell, his bandmate and best friend in emo punk. Mike Weiss, uh, guitar player for Me Without You and indie alt rock. Aaron Gillespie for hardcore metal and Josh Scoggin for wildcard. Man, that, when you look, man, Devin really kind of cleaned up. I think. That yeah. that's gonna be strong. So I had Chris Caraba, which I actually think is the best pick of the whole draft. But then I got weird. Uh, Chris Staples in indie alt rock, Cody, Cody Bonnet in hardcore, and Robert Chisholm. So we just got really got crazy and crazier as I went down. The I mean, I think Cody you know, holds a lot of weight. No, he does. But fans. it's just the fact that I'm you to got definitely Chris and Cody. That's a good yeah, start. Yeah. And then Matt had Mac, uh, my, my, Mac, Mike Herrera and emo punk, Aaron Marsh in indie alt rock. That's Je- two good ones. That's two good ones. Killer, <laughs> dude. I don't know, Matt. I, you know Jesse Smith, the drummer for hardcore metal, and then the Trevor McKeven, uh, McNeven, which I didn't know his name, and have only made fun of Thousand Foot Crutch for the past twenty years. So, well, you haven't but, seen him up close. I've, worked, I've you know I've worked with him directly, and yeah, I respect what yeah. he, what he's able to do. Um, but yeah, so uh, th- that's the draft. Everybody uh, will post it. Go vote. Go vote on it. Uh, and uh, we'll figure out who wins the same. <laughs> but it's funny when you look at it, you really it, it's it does hurt. Like, but you're like, well, where else would do you go? So it's hard. I know this is really hard. So, hey, thanks for listening. So now, within 24 hours of this going live, we will have the polls up on the labeled and Emeryland Facebook groups. You can go on there, vote. You can leave your comments, yell at us, make fun of me for picking two people I'm friends with, and we'll see who wins this draft. Just so you know, whoever loses, they are never allowed to play music again. Honorable mentions. To me, this is actually almost as fun just to talk about all the people we missed. Mm-hmm. So I'll go. I'm going to I'm gonna just we can ramble them off real quick. I, I want to ramble off a few of mine real we'll, quick We'll just first. be reacting. Feel free to talk yeah, about exactly. it, but we'll be reacting to the surprise of it or the resonance mm-hmm. of it. Um, I mean, to me, a big one that I just don't think would have played well is Ted Bond from Craig's Brother. I just I for you love, personally, yeah, for me right. personally, I love Craig's Brother. Um, for when thinking about punk, I thought about Ryan Kepke. Is that how you say his name from Slick Shoes? Like, oh, yeah. they're a very cool band. And then I had Reese Roper too, because Brave Saint Saturn put out a record. Oh, on, that's interesting. On Tooth and Nail, yep. so that to me, it's like if I had a fifth category, maybe that would it, you know, like. Yep. how far would we have dissolved in there and then uh mark uh dave elkins i thought would might come up yeah um yep. and he didn't so and then i also really like dennis and whitmer he's a singer songwriter he oh, has yeah. the, ri- yeah, the river yeah. bands and a real singer songwriter like yeah. yeah and then uh <laughs> uh bruce fitzhugh was kind of another one that stands out to me that could have um 
been in the hardcore yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What what are y'all when you think about an honorable mention, what does it feel like? What I, I does it hurt it, when you look at who you left off? Well no, but uh to me it's like uh this is once I got about twenty I knew it wouldn't probably go more than that. But um I was surprised when I was looking at all the bands of just like how many of them were just immediate like no. Like the there's, oh, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and not even that they were bad bands, but like I know that the thing that I'm valuing isn't necessarily present. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a good band that that people like, and it's not. I'm not saying they're stupid, but when I'm scanning for what feels like songwriter magic to me, that's what I was scanning. I'm starting to realize I'm looking for that thing that just gives me that. Wait, there's something very special here. What is that? That that. And and so the band, the ones that and so there's like 20 people that even give that, but some of that's personal or whatever. And then I ranked them and started doing other factors. But I think that's really what was jumping at me was just these is the this is a, and I could go way farther, but still there's bands that are big that I think are good that just don't I don't recognize anything particularly special about the songwriting. Yeah, right. and so and that's a part of that I know is subjective or whatever. But I wouldn't have trouble making. Saying there's like 40 people at least who like, man, I think if they give me what they've got, there's a high likelihood I'll like what they do net in the yeah. next moment or something like that. But um, I have, uh, so, you know, it's really the case should be made for all those ones where it's like you're the guy in your band you like that much. It's not that crazy because no, that's not that crazy because that just is part of why you believe you have to believe it that much that you would work so much for it and with it Mm -hmm. and do you know what i mean so that's part of you know that i think that's reasonable like i I don't think that's that weird so so the ones on my list are just ones that i don't know why it is they affect me but it seems weird but i've got um this is the most interesting thing is i had all these big ones at the top and then all these ones you said and then jason martin is the top one that didn't make it on that i have that i could have easily put over you know, Jesse Smith, but Jason Martin, really serious. And then um, you, the next four are, you know, not in order, but I have Devin and Toby and Chris Keene and Jeff Schneewise. <laughs> <laughs> so two number one guns, two hey, memories. I about Chris and Jeff, too. Yeah, yeah so I put so Chris was, and Jeff on, on that from number one What was one the name gun. of their other project? After number one Sur- gun, surrogate. Were oh, they on surrogate? Is Chris's band, Chris. and number one gun is Jeff's band. And Emery yeah. played with number one gun very early. Yeah, and I saw them play, and they have Jordan on drums, and later Chris Keen's in the band, and Jeff is writing and arranging that fucking music, and it's blowing my mind. Yeah, and I can never untangle that because it was before we really got out there, so it was very early. It was pre Emery on Tooth and Nail. It was right before that mm-hmm. we found them as a local band, and it was like whatever this is is exactly perfect. Like we're trying to do, like. You found yeah. that, and so is that, re- or is that just can't untangle it from a memory? I don't know. But in my warped world, you know, it's Jeff Schneewise and Chris Kitty and Devin and Toby are like really are on a very high list when yeah. I when I look at it. That I this I can't say. It, I just that that makes I mean it's funny, but what else can I do? That yeah. the evidence is there. So I didn't know that surrogate was just Chris's thing. Yeah, like Chris I didn't know crazy. he writes I, all the music. So I had no idea. I knew. I mean, I respect Chris and think he's great. I did not know he was that type of driving force. I thought he was producer type, a an Aaron Sprinkle. T- well, I know Aaron Sprinkle writes too, but I yeah. did not know surrogate was his thing. Yeah, but, Sprinkle yeah. and are uh, and Chris Keen are the two most alike people in the scene. 
Okay, they're the I two. They're the two closest. They're the same. They're the closest same species. Got it. Exactly. Exactly yeah. that. Well, that first surrogate record. I mean, it's like it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then, like Matt said, when we played Number One Gun with Number One Gun, they were like a a like a cleaner, poppier two thirty eight or something. Right. It was like all. Yeah. They were like a more a tighter more talented version of all that early emo that I had been listening to, like cross my heart, uh, Benton falls, all these, uh, you know, deep elm, elm bands. And then, uh, two And then they come in number one gun and start playing this, this unreal tight emo, good stuff. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. So that I'm similar to Matt in that regard. I thought that really put Jeff up there high for me and Chris too. I'd also have, like I said, Jason Martin. I had Mark Solomon down. I wrote him down too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, his impact with the crucified before, you know, and then Stave Saker, you know, that was pretty huge. And I loved Stave Saker back in the day. So that was big for me. Uh, who else did I have? Oh, this is kind of a, this is a wild card too. A newer. Yeah, we artist. didn't talk about any new bands. Newer artists that I think is extremely talented. Tyson Motzenbacher. Okay. Like, extremely good songwriter. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you're just talking about singer-songwriter, he's top-notch, mm-hmm. like, top-notch guy. So, if you can just have a guy take a guitar and write a song and sing in a group of people, I mean, he's he can do he's it. about as good as you want to get. It's a high charisma, whatever skill to hold yeah. that attention, and he writes those songs. Right. Yeah, it's really, really, yeah, that belongs on there. Um, I I thought Amber Lynn, in some form or fashion, might come up, and it I, didn't. I, I've and, got Joey Milligan here as a way outside pick, and I'm trying to be, you know, you know, I just think there's a lot of credit for what Joey does. He is he is also one of the most students of. He's like a student of something. Um, of all things tooth and nail and beyond like he studies what i don't know how to explain it but he just really really knows everything like his vocabulary and then what he arranges is so detailed and thorough but you know what i mean like he knows every riff from every band everywhere and then becomes very creative yeah and crafts whole yeah songs that then steven just can you know i'm not i don't you know what I mean? But Joey is an arranger all the way in a very, he just, he just really has a lot, very organized sense of how to do that thing that he does. That is perfect for Steven. That is, is, is definitely something special there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think probably lots of fans would hope, you know, you'd have Joey or Steven or somebody on there. Cause Amberlynn's so popular. I mean, they are a huge band. <clears throat> so I mean okay. I think that's fair. Steven yeah. would have been a good strategy pick, I feel like, to get yeah. some votes. So I had him on my list, but that would have been soul sucking for me to do because I don't care about that band at all. <laughs> right. So like it would it really would have been and yeah. and I I was going into it, I was like, Am I gonna just try to win? Because I'm very competitive, like am I just gonna do whatever it takes to win? And mm-hmm. I obviously did not. <laughs> Um, right. I, in the you know ones that I have on the outside still is Dave Elkins. I did have his name on there because mm-hmm. he he's able to just craft things that like he's like. Can you believe he isn't as big as Al City? 
Oh, right. right you know right. what I mean? Like whatever the same that thing, really. Yeah, and he's so good with. I mean, so, there's, it has so many good moments and songs. So, you know yeah. that. But and 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 they're huge, big, and everything. But he he's really got something. Um, and then uh, here's a here's a one that people aren't really thinking of that maybe sneaks in a little bit. But as far as somebody that can really, really powerfully pull a room and do stuff is Chad Gardner from King's Kaleidoscope. And that's a tooth and nail release. Oh, yeah. And that is no joke what he's able to do with a thousand people in a room. Like what that is and those, you know, Mm -hmm. what he puts together is very powerful. Like no doubt about it. So that's, I think that would be, if you're going on like once you're into that, especially in that performer territory, Mm -hmm. he does something special. Yeah, that's a good, I didn't even think about them. What album did they release on Tooth and Nail? The first yeah. two. First two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first EP what we did at Bad Christian, and they did two full lengths on um, Tooth and Nail. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know if I have anybody else. Let's see. Who else did I write down? I wrote down Josh Moore from Beloved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. One record, but what a showing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. And I also had Brennan Chalk. And just because, I mean, hey, today, kind of <laughs> wow. like, I, well, and this is where I was struggling with hardcore and metal stuff because I'm like, I don't really even like much of this stuff. And, but he, like, they're kind of cheesy. But if you go back, I mean, think <laughs> Old Hey Today was some really, like, kind of just writing like worship songs with some metal in him, you know, like he has a sensibility for just crafting a song and he just happened to be in this metal band and Jason would do metal riffs over it. And Jimmy would do crazy scream every once in a while. And then it was just back to (laughs) worship song. So like, (laughs) he like, he very well just could have been, uh, in the Jeremy camp world writing stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. But, somebody you know, can argue him as a songwriter has got to be huge, right? It's multi, just oh, gold oh, record, yeah. gold record, well, gold record. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, we said two thousand solid state. I kind of, I kind of left out BEC specifically just because I don't even know how to broach that and what that even means. <laughs> you know, for uh, yeah. Also, supertones didn't come up, but um, I thought oh, about yeah. it. I thought about it, but I didn't feel it as who's the songwriter. Nothing came to right. Me. So I just right. didn't go there. I, I, similarly, ABR, I think some people would... I mean, I'm yeah. not a huge metal. I don't really care for metal, but people love August Burns Red. <clears throat> huge following. I'll tell you, somebody in the hardcore scene, the only... Well, no, yeah, I think the only one besides... I did say, you know, Norman Jean... Or, uh, Josh Coggin. Um, but I would... <laughs> I don't even know who wrote the music was for that band self-minded oh yeah (laughs) they had two killer records that did nothing but they were hugely influential to us yeah i don't don't know who who writes that it's a weird thing about the hardcore scene and what that even is because if you could expand out you'd be able to access bands like you know refused you could call Mm -hmm. hardcore right Mm -hmm. oh and that's just tremendous songwriting in those records right so but i don't uh, it, it's hard. Uh, Tooth and Nail definitely, Solid State definitely had a brand of yeah. hardcore and metal that was a, a, a little bit difficult for me to tap into. It's hard to Out, say outside so, of Bless the Martyr and Beloved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. They didn't have. Well, they I don't have the focal point to the same degree 
Yeah, know, exactly. It's like a collective thing in some yeah. way that you don't feel songy about it as much. Now, I was looking up uh, the Tooth & Nail all-time roster because, I mean, there's tons of bands I could never think of. Um, now, the presidents of the United States didn't release something on Tooth & Nail, did they? Not no, on Tooth but & they Nail, but on a... But on a uh, imprint or whatever just on yeah. oh, okay. I think on Fugitive because that came up and I was like did they release an album yeah they but yeah, anyway they, I was going to say that guy what's his that name that would be a technicality yeah Dan Deere and Chris Blue is the main I guy I mean if Chris you could Blue. put Peaches on there you just win the whole draft right, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, songwriting is kitty <laughs> yeah lump you know that songwriting lump. she's lump that's so good dune buggy yeah no, uh, I mean yeah. they are I mean that guy's amazing that I mean three I, I, I would I think it is yeah, but I was on that one record, and the next record is even way better. The second one, it's just with Volcano on it and Mach 5. Oh, that, yeah. that one's just unbelievable, but whatever. <laughs> so good. 